I'm sorry. It's mean. All right, for real this time, Josh, clap. Fuck. This motherfucker did clap. Ooh, boy. Slapping some ass over there. <laughs> Just be quiet for about 10 seconds starting now. We'll be good. Good evening, boxers. You're listening to What's in the Box After Dark, the lewd, rude, and nude gaming podcast. I'm your co-host, Brooks Nickel. I'm joined by the first man to high-five a woman following a sex act in space, Kyle Sandin. Brooks will tell you, uh, no gravity is one hell of a drug. (laughs) Indeed it is, Kyle. And I'm also joined by the first man to drop his phone in a space toilet. Hunter Seelock. Oh. I did drop my phone in the toilet, but we were still on a launch pad. Does that make it a space toilet if it's to be in space? Oh, yeah. It wasn't yet because it dropped. No. Uh, I mean. Otherwise, uh, depends who you're talking to. It, it absolutely does, Hunter. It absolutely does. <laughs> I mean, uh, as we revealed last week on the show, uh, former co-host Josh Hutton has been banned from the show following a number of complaints. I'm reminded of the time Josh said, uh, Are you done yet? And I said, just about. And he said, On tonight's episode, we'll be reviewing the sci-fi puzzler observation. But first, a bit of news. Hunter, why don't you tell us a little bit about The Sims' new show? Yeah, The Sims is getting Mm, a competitive mm, mm. show. Coming to... Excuse me. Good gravel. uh, Coming to EBS. And it's going to be a four-episode mini-series, I believe. Where there's going to be... Apparently, big name Sims streamers. Hell yeah. And it's going to be pretty. There's not a whole lot of information on it just yet. But, uh, it's called The Sims Sparked. Oh, I don't know. It looks pretty neat. There's going to be like building competitions. There's going to be 12, uh, 12 contestants, 400 grand in prize money uh, with a, a panel of judges. So I have a former American Idol finalist. We'll host Uh-oh. the show. I hope it's Kelly Clarkson. Oh my god, I hope it's Kelly Clarkson. Well, I just won't tell you, and we can just wait and see. <laughs> uh, please, 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 please do not. Okay, yeah, tell me. Who is it? Is it Kelly Clarkson? Rayvon Owen. Who the fuck is that? Ooh. It's beginning on Friday, July 17th, 8 p.m. Pacific. Yeah, so pretty quick, you know? So uh, it's going to be interesting to see to see what this does. I was a little bit bummed. It was um, network. You know what I'm saying? Like a cable network. I was I was kind of surprised because I saw the headline they were getting this show, and I thought for sure it would have been Amazon uh, or oh, one yeah. of these streaming companies. And uh, you know, we've kind of talked about it since we since we saw this article that you know that's a that's a big subculture of Sims streamers. I'd be surprised if somebody if somebody else doesn't pick that up and throw crazy money at this production team to to put that on. You know, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be interesting. We'll see. We'll see. But I, I'm excited to see how it turns out. There's also in Sims news, real quick while I'm uh, oh sorry, go ahead. Did you want to say something about this show? I was just gonna say that I would love for somebody to pick it up with the stones. 
to put in competitions involving, you know, how many sexual partners can you have? Mm-hmm. How many sims can you murder? You know, like like oh, the stuff yeah. people actually do, not just right. Okay, right. Like like let's get down <sighs> dirty with it. I uh, <laughs> what? Nothing. Okay, go ahead. We don't Hunter. know. <laughs> be fair, we don't know that that. That's uh, that's gonna be absent How from much the show. So, woohoo! We'll can your sim have before they die? Let's find mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. on this week's episode of The Sims Sparked. <laughs> uh, I'm there. Oh man, Sparked! It's gonna be airing weekly, by the way. So uh, every Friday for Fridays starting July 17th. Uh, also, the Nifty Knitting. As the I believe it's the seventeenth <laughs> stuff pack that's come out is the latest one that the community voted on, and they I don't believe there's a date for it to be released, but they're doing the official trailer for it uh, on July fourteenth. It's tomorrow from the time we're recording this, but uh, going to be kind of like a hobby where you can knit shit and sell it online or for your family, and there's going to be another skill involved and an aspiration and some shit like that and. It, that one's going to be pretty neat, and the community voted on that, so you know, at least, uh, at least a pot full of people will be into it. But it's it seems pretty neat. Hell yeah. so we'll we'll know a little. We don't Indeed. know a whole lot about that right now. Just but they'll we'll know more tomorrow. Can I aspire to be a leather pants salesman in the Ozarks? <laughs> I believe that's up for vote on the next okay. round of voting, but I don't believe that's included in the nifty knitting. Okay. okay. Pack. I should say salesperson. I'm going to get in trouble again and get banned from the show. That's right. You are, you're on thin ice. <laughs> I'm on thin <laughs> ice. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Craig's taking notes. Craig. Oh, just in case there's litigation to follow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so Sims um, is dropping knitting. So uh, yeah, I, I thought <laughs> I thought the whole point of like this episode was that you knew you were in trouble, so you're gonna just stay in your place and let me yeah. run mm-hmm. things. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, so uh, so a knitting update coming to Sims, and probably gonna allow you to knit some fancy clothes, right, Hunter? I'm sure, and uh, one might say you could even cross dress. Real fancy, uh, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Okay. I I believe that it, the cross dressing is is was in a previous stuff pack, but uh, you can apply your new knit uh, paraphernalia. Yeah, your cross dressing. <laughs> Absolutely, I believe that was the uh, J Edgar Hoover stuff pack. Gotcha. Well, oh. very, very, very <laughs> and top. Uh, very interesting stuff indeed. So, um, you know, from uh, cross dressing to cross generational games, Kyle. Oh, uh, what you tell us about it? Xbox dropping some details on how pricing is going to work uh, for games across cross generations. Only content will get on After Dark boxes. Only content you'll get on After Dark. <sighs> the good stuff we got: cross dressing, J. Edgar Hoover, woohooing, all the hits. Oh dude. man, we're getting them all tonight. No, no cross dressing. I mean, cross delivery games for the Xbox. One X and Series X. No, excuse me, Xbox One and Series X. What is this? Uh, VGC. Ah. That's an article talking about how you know some games already talked about. You know, it's going to be free. Uh, whether you buy it on the Xbox One or Series X, you know, FIFA, Cyberpunk, Destiny Two, Assassin's Creed. 
And basically, the article, that's all it is. They're, Microsoft's pushing for more developers to do that, but it's not like since done. They're, Microsoft has come back and said, you know, the, it's still up to the developers to decide what they want to do, but we are advising they do that. Yeah. Uh, it says here 2K decided with NBA 2K21 to do like a bundle for like 100 bucks. You could buy the Xbox One version, the Series X version. I think that's stupid. <laughs> like, who the fuck's gonna buy it? What the fuck? Like, See, that's on. what that's would such be two K move though. It is, yeah. Oh yeah. What would be the incentive for a developer to make sure that, that they that you have the capability to do that? Where I have to buy it on one. Like, what's their incentive? Is it just the press? Just the good press of look, we're not gonna make you pay for this game twice if you get the Series X a year later. Oh yeah, exactly. I think what's that's, their? That's it. Okay. Yeah, because that, that's that's my question. Because I mean, just as a developer, mm-hmm. would you not? There's going to be a certain number of them that just take, mm-hmm. just make the calculation of fuck it. We'll just make them buy it on the Xbox We're One gonna... and hope, and we'll get X number of people that'll we'll buy it. Twice. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think. Yeah, I think they're gonna start with that, test the waters, and if it go south pretty quick, which I think it will, they'll probably like renege on the deal and be like, "Oh, hey, we're gonna do it for free now and get." I don't know. I don't. I just offer some kind of that. That two K following is so fucking strange, though. It is like the people that like because those games. I mean, let's be honest. We we they're for the most part pretty cookie cutter, and there's been a couple. Josh has played a couple of the more recent ones that they've done some neat, innovative stuff to like adapt and update them, but it's still like it's the same concept as the last one and i mean their their fan base is pretty fucking die hard mm-hmm. so they may they may not lose much by doing that but i think a lot of you know ip games that are coming out that aren't installments um and even some of them that are installments like assassin's creed i think they would be hurt pretty bad if they did the same thing oh agreed you know I mean, uh whereas today i don't think they will that much and how do you how do you think why do you think they would be hurt? I just, I just, I'm, tr- I'm struggling to figure out what what the incentive to be would be for the developers. I just, I can't really wrap my head around it. I don't. Um, I, I mean, money. Yeah. You mean the incentive well, for them to to not make you buy both? Yeah. I mean, I guess there, there really is. That's my, that's my yeah, thing. I hope they do you, for the public. Just, just, yeah. just, yeah, just yeah. to not be assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I mean, you've had all these games already started. Like, you're gonna be the asshole that doesn't do it. Like, yeah, these are right. big titles. Like, you're gonna be yeah. pretty bad. Because I think it's, just... it's become kind of a, a culture where, like, mm-hmm. and, and it's not just gaming. I mean, it's a lot of things that you spend your money on. But like, it, people just feel like they get fucked over constantly, especially with companies like right. EA um, and and EA. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's EA as well, but uh, I, it's created this culture where I think gamers think they get fucked over a lot. And so when somebody right. like like CD Projekt Red comes out and says, "Hey, Cyberpunk's going to be free," um, you know, if you buy it for Xbox One, it'll be free for Xbox Series X. That's awesome. Like that's giving back to that community. And I think you're right, Hunter. It's just the publicity, but I don't think the publicity, as far as using that publicity, like you know, wrapping your fingers together and saying, "Ah." We'll give them a little bit and be nice, and then you know, fuck them over later. I think it's it's generally saying, "Hey, we've created this great thing. We want you guys to enjoy it. Here it is. Pay for it once. Play it. Upgrade it. Good to go." Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just 
I'm afraid I'm just I'm curious to see what the ratio is going to be of how many of these people actually make sure that you you don't have to pay for it twice because like if if you're main in Destiny right and you you buy it and you're not you can't afford the new system for six months or seven months and you're still main in Destiny you're going to buy it again you know what I'm saying like if they didn't give it to you for free on the new system like so I'm just I'm yeah. I'm I'm just curious I'm I'm a little pessimistic about it but I really I really appreciate that that technology's there and there's a handful of big titles that have committed to making sure it's away you know so. yeah for sure but Agreed. uh can i ask you real quick hunter um do you like money um well as a general rule i like the oh i like the things money buys me okay. like that Illuminati shit in my pocket, but you know, I gotta have it so I can them chalky donut holes. So yeah. that's about give and take. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's chalky donut holes that are, uh, that it's getting Sony greedy on money, but you know, there is an old adage that says you gotta spend money to make money, right? Well, how about this? Sony just dropped $250 million into Epic Games. And now no, we know why was... Epic didn't mention Xbox and their little Unreal 5. Unreal. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, man. Brooks, tell me what a $250 million investment would buy somebody. Uh, so it's it's a strategic investment to acquire a minority interest in Epic. Um, it's aimed at broadening the collaboration between them and Sony. Um, basically... I would say a summaration of this article and what I think Sony is going after with Epic is solely unreal, right? I mean, that's what yeah. Epic has that that is widely used across developers. It's the tits. And if Sony can grab onto that, then boom. Fucking cash yeah. cow, baby. It's the tits, man. Yeah. I, so, okay. Um, this article is uh, from Game Informer. Uh, it's not very long. You can pop over and, and read it if you want. Um, but like I said, I, I, you know, they have the Epic Game Store and all that. But I just, I really think that that Unreal Engine is is why they're they're gonna, you know, acquire that. It's the prize. So, and there's some quotes Unreal, in there coming on uh, number five, right? Yeah. Unreal Engine five here pretty quick. Yeah, and and didn't they demo that? Yeah. Yeah. On on the. Yeah, on running on Unreal Engine Five, running on PlayStation Five. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, it's uh that that seems to be the collaboration there. But good on them. This might uh, next year be called "What's in the Station." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the happening at Tencent? PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey Tencent, yeah, we are available for payment opportunities such as that. Via bitcoins again. <laughs> Holla at you, boys. Yeah. Mm. I um. saw on Twitter from uh, <laughs> Daniel Ahmad. I thought this was kind of interesting. He said, just to put it into perspective, when Tencent invested $330 million in Epic Games back in 2012, that got them a 40% stake with Epic, valued at $825 million. Sony's $250 million investment today gives them approximately a 1.5% stake with Epic valued at approximately $17 billion. Jesus. Yeah. Nuts, dude. <laughs> that's in perspective, just a few years, what that's done, what where Epic's yeah. come. Mm -hmm. 
That's that like wishing you would have bought Netflix stock when you had the opportunity thing. Right. Yeah. Oh, but gonna, uh, when did when did Fortnite drop? This is something I should know off the top of my head. But when when what year did it drop? Do anybody remember? Top of their head. Twenty seventeen. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. The kids have been playing ever since. I've liked Epic. I've liked a lot of their old games. I'm glad to see they're they're still doing good work. A lot of these developers kind of disappear. Bethesda, you silly fucks. But uh, so it's, it's good to see some people. I don't know. These numbers are, are so large to me. I can't really wrap my head around it. I don't. I don't know what to make of it. I'm sure somebody's upset about it, but not particularly yet. I will be when uh, Sony starts getting all the Epic <laughs> exclu- exclusivity deals in the next few years. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm pissing moan about stuff. it. Someone pissed off right now. Just uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, but. Anyways, it should be a pretty cool little collab, um, but we'll see what happens. Josh, uh, the the developer that won't give us another fucking Splinter Cell game, had an event. You want to tell us about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. You know, Sam Fisher made a brief appearance in a fucking mobile game that featured primarily Rainbow Six Siege. Ah, oh, sweet. So sweet. Yeah. Yep. He was in the show for a second. Uh, yeah, Ubisoft hosted their Ubisoft Forward event on July 12th. And so the big things here is they showed off kind of an update to Watch Dogs Legion. That will release on October 29th. It was delayed a year after Ghost Recon flopped. And they thought, well, we should probably go back to the drawing board and clean this up a bit. Um, and everything they showed looked fine. Um I still, it's, it's kind of the sense of humor that's in that game that's kind of grating to me. So I still don't know that it's one I'm particularly interested in. Um, but they're, you know, how London looks super good. The concept, again, of just being able to become any NPC is rad. And, and they showed that off a little bit more. Um, and then they showed off more of Assassin's Creed, Valhalla. And one thing they talked about is there will be that they said no side quests, which I find a little hard. Uh, to I'm yeah. gonna call bullshit. Yeah. No, you're kidding. <laughs> so they might be uh, retooling, you know, what they deem as side quests. They might just be calling it. Yeah. Um, or it's gonna be a four-hour game, which is fine. I'm, yeah. I never hated the side quests, just the amount of them. <laughs> yeah. And so they showed off a couple different mission types. Would maybe be the best way to say it. So they have kind of oh, like. Cool raids where you're going in and you're trying to get supplies and stuff for the settlements that you're building. And so it showed that off. And then it showed off these really large scale battles that are assaults uh, when you're trying to take over a particular area of the map. And I can't remember what those were called in Odyssey. It was something similar in Odyssey whenever you'd have the kind of bigger battles. Um, Yeah. And those drove the main storyline. So Mm -hmm. they were kind of like anchor points. Right. Or you'd go fight like a little mini boss on the field and stuff. Those are fun. I love those. I wish there was more of those. Yeah. Yeah, They were like territory battles. That's right. Yeah. In Athens and Rome. Yeah. And it was, and so everything looked pretty good. I I think when they, when they showed the actual gameplay, I don't know what was up exactly. It might have been their stream. Everything just looked kind of muddy. And I have a feeling that is not how it will actually look. So it's kind of hard to say like, Oh, hey, the graphics look amazing. It just didn't look that great on stream. Um, But the fluidity of the combat looked really good. They've added kind of like a stun system. Um, 
you can dual wield weapons now, including like two like shields. <laughs> so I'm Ooh, like, damn. anything. Okay. Shit. Yeah. And so they showed footage of people using two shields. It's kind of, kind of cool. Um, but it, I was reading like just some hands on with the game as well. Cause some, some journalists got to play, I think a three hour demo of it and kind of the consensus on it was it was very similar to black flag in that you feel like you're a Viking first where, you know, black flag, you're like the pirate first. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, right. the assassin thing kind of came later in the game. You kind of refined that ability toward the end. Nice. And they were saying that this one feels more like kind of that brutal Viking combat. And as you're gaining those skills and abilities, then, then the stealth starts to kind of come in. But they said it was much more action-oriented than um, some entries in the series have been. Uh, so, Which I, I think is fitting. I think that's probably the move. With oh, the agreed. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Black Flag was one of the more popular ones of the series. So, Sure. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, and then, let's see, what else did they do? Uh, Hyperscape is now an open beta um, on PC. They did like a Twitch Rivals event today uh, at the time of this recording. It is July 13th, so they, they did that to kind of promote the, the release of the game to the broader public. And they're running like, I think, a 30-tier battle pass or something for this. And um, They are saying that it will release on consoles this summer. Uh, they do not have a specific date announced as of yet. Um, and then, to cap off the show... They released the trailer for Far Cry 6, which is set to release in February. And the primary antagonist of that one will be uh, the guy that played Gus in Breaking Bad. Uh, what's his name? Razagul. Sean Carlo Esposito or something? I don't know. <laughs> um, he's going to be the villain. And it was a pretty cool cinematic. I always think the thing that that Far Cry team does better than just about anybody else in gaming. It's just like type treatment and color schemes in their games. Like they always look so sick. Just like the, the, yeah. the um, they really nailed the, the presentation aspect of that. And so um, it was kind of a cool little, little teaser trailer um, where the antagonist was showing his son, like the, the kind of the island that he's the dictator over and they're rioting, they're pushing back against his regime. And he's talking to him about trying to control them and, and trying, even if you're doing what's in their best interest, they're going to hate you kind of thing. Um, so it was, it was dramatic and interesting. And I think it'll be good to go back to uh, an island setting for the game. Um, I, I think that's such kind of rooted in, in that series DNA that, you know, we've had like the the trip to American stuff in five was fine, but it, it just wasn't. Yeah, weird. Ugh. Yeah, it, it just wasn't as fun to like. Yeah. Explore yeah. That stuff. It really wasn't. Yeah. Ford so, nailed it as far as their their oh, yeah. area. Yeah. I thought like up in the mountains and whatnot. What was it, Krakat or Prepot yeah, or something like that? Yeah. Karat, Karat, Oh yeah, 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 Karat. Up in like yeah. Nepal and all that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So four was good, three was good. And there's there's some people that think that this that uh this may be like a prequel actually to three. They think that the kid may be the is it Vaz Voss, who was the bad guy in three? Oh they, yeah. They think it might be him as a as a kid. Uh, but that's just a rumor. Anyway, look good. 
uh, one thing I'll say about them, and I thought this last year at their E3 shows, they do a very good job of putting together a very clean presentation, keeping things moving, mixing new stuff with updates to um, you know their currently supported games. And, and they just put on a good show. They said they'd be doing another forward event in the near future. Um, so I'm sure that'll probably have more details on Far Cry. Um, and maybe the release date for Hyperscape, I don't know if it'll be that quick or not. But um, yeah, everything looked pretty good there. Excited. You know, Josh, those were uh, very astute observations. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which brings us to our game this evening. <laughs> Observation. Um, this is an indie game. Jesus. Thank you, Brooks. That was, uh, uh, that was very seamless. Good. Yeah, I was, seamless. I got kind of stunted by that. It was, uh, it was like yeah. two on the nose for me. Taking it back. Made my um, willy feel silly. <laughs> nipples are doing things they've never done before. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, yeah, Kyle and I hopped into this one over the weekend, and this is uh, published by Devolver Digital. Uh, they publish a lot of really great uh, indie games, and um, in this one, like if if you were to tell me the premise of this game, one, I don't know that I would have really played it. <laughs> Two, I would have right. never assumed that like I would enjoy it. But you're you're playing as an AI named Sam, and you're assisting a crew on a space mission, and your crew is going to kind of investigate this mysterious signal that has kind of led them to. They have to be at this certain point in space at a certain time. It's kind of this this anomaly type thing that they're looking into because they don't know where the signal's coming from. And um, I, I don't want to do too much on the the. The story, I, I guess I'll talk a little bit about like the, because this stuff will all kind of happens right at the beginning, but when you're at that point and, and, and you're there at the right time, whatever, the ship all of a sudden moves. So you were like just a little bit outside yeah, of Earth for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now you're you're by Saturn. <laughs> it's like, Fuck. And, and your AI who you're playing as has been corrupted. All of his memories are messed, like his memories messed up. Um and you're going around in the beginning of the game, the, the female character, oh my goodness, Kyle, do you remember? Emma. Emma, thank you. Mm-hmm. She's kind of helping you get back on your feet and, and regaining kind of the control of the ship. And so you're moving from camera to camera, you're opening doors, you're kind of dealing with environmental hazards because the ship's been damaged, you're looking for crew members, um, and eventually you get like a drone thing to pilot. And, and Kyle, I, I think like, you should probably talk about how the opening of the game ends because, like, it's such a delicious moment. I, I think I'm going to kick it to you for that. Oh, like the, where they turn into the song and kind of do that? Like yeah, yeah. Westworld thing? Yeah, that was cool. You have, like, this genetic material being pulled apart and grown together. And I liked, I really liked the song. I thought that was a nice touch. It yeah. Complimented the, the thriller part of the game they were going for. So. Yeah, right before all that happens, the Emma character's like, do you know how we got here? And your, yeah. your character's like, I brought us here, I think. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like he, he doesn't know well, why and stuff, but it, it's, um, go ahead. Well, yeah, he got, he got 
you know, right at the beginning, you got taken over when your that ship starts taking. It says like bring her, and then mm-hmm. that's when everything blacks out. Next thing you know, you're at Saturn. But yeah, he got so corrupt. The uh, he got so corrupt at his memory that he didn't even remember doing that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and so it's um, there's just so many really cool moments in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin and I talked a lot about like the first moment you're in the drone and you go out into space to fix an issue, hey! and you're just floating outside of this ship, and the ship's broken <laughs> into these different pods of like different countries, arms and, and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have an international crew on the ship and stuff that, that occupy these different areas. And it, it's neat as you kind of learn the layout of it and you're outside and just seeing Saturn. And there's like a storm on Saturn in the distance. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It looks is, is awesome. Um, voice acting superb. Um, yes. I thought the puzzles and, were really done really well on it. Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning, Kyle and I wouldn't help each other at all. And we were getting really frustrated when one person would get ahead because we were in about the same place. The yeah. Yeah. You cut up quick. <laughs> Kyle beat me, though. And then toward the end, it was like we're just trying to help each other cross the finish line. No, exactly. Because yeah. we're so enthralled. You know, we want to finish it at the same time and talk about it, you know. So. Yeah. We, so, we botched a Friday night gaming session. I think two or three people left the party because we weren't yeah. playing anything with anyone and we were just. We didn't say anything. We're just zoned yeah. in on the game. Yeah. We're in good company. So can how do the puzzles play? Like, how, how, how does the game play? A lot of times, like, is it there's like several total? different types. Yeah. It, mm, you, it, you use, like, the, the buttons, the button, you know, X, Y, A, B, and use the stick. you got to coordinate using the sticks and those buttons quite a bit, and there's a lot of timing on some of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there, there's a mix of like timing stuff. There's stuff where it's like you have to find the right coordinates and plug them in and broadcast those. You have to find, um, you know, what like passwords to computers and stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to learn schematics for certain things. And I mean, all of this doesn't sound sexy, but I promise it is fun and it yeah. is challenging. And they, they, they keep changing like the shape of how you're doing these things. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. You don't feel like you're doing the same shit over and over. Exactly. A lot of puzzle games kind of feel that way. Um, and, and one thing that's kind of neat, too, is toward the end of the game, you you lose some of those abilities and stuff. And yes. it, it's scary because it's like mm-hmm. you've kind of learned a certain way to solve your problems and everything is like getting really fucked up in the game, <laughs> and you, you've lost a lot of your abilities to kind of counter the chaos. And um, well, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's one that good. again, like you guys were when we, we were talking about doing this one, and you guys that were talking about. It, I thought like you, know, like this sounds like uh, some bullshit. But you, I'll, I'll check this one out. I didn't get a chance to this weekend. That you guys spoke so highly of it. That's an interesting way to increase the difficulty. Usually, you gain abilities as you mm-hmm. go through the game. Well, that's what I thought was cool about how they did it. You know, because you're already to go with like the space part of like you know you're so confused already how the hell he got here, and then they just have all these puzzles and they don't throw any hints or anything. They're just like, no. here's this puzzle, figure it out. And at first, it was really frustrating, but then you know I got into it because I was like, oh, I'm in space, I'm confused. You know, like this is cool, <laughs> kind of trying to figure it out. And they were never like challenging enough to where you, you like couldn't figure it out. Like I never had to look any of these up. I was able to figure them out. Right. In five to ten minutes of just fucking around with the puzzle. 
and it it does the like Super Mario Brothers thing of like once it teaches you something, you'll use it again later. It yeah, might change a, a little bit, times. but it'll mm-hmm. build upon the things it's taught you as you go go through. And so it's it's it does a really good job of kind of ramping things up while being fair to you as the player. Yes. Um, okay. And and the end of it is nuts. So I mean, like it, Kyle, and I were talking like this. This is a great sci-fi movie. Like it's oh, just yeah. straight up. It's just a great science fiction movie told in this video game format. Um, but the end is done in a way where it's like ambiguous enough that there could be a sequel, but it is satisfying enough that I'm okay if there isn't. Like it, it was oh, agreed. Mm-hmm. Fucking hard thing to nail for an end. Oh yeah. <laughs> Definitely, but, but they did a really good job with it. I mean, like it's superb because you start like you know you have this voice that's telling you to bring her, and you you start investigating this kind of corruption force and this anomaly, and things just get real trippy. You change, mm-hmm. Emma changes. There's this whole kind of uh, duplicity of universes yeah, thing yeah. that kind of mm-hmm. comes into yeah the it. multiverse Mul- kind of uh-huh. theory was at play. I thought that was cool. It's, oh shit. It gets uh, it gets pretty wacky, tripped out, but it's told in a in a convincing way and mm-hmm. in a, like a way that doesn't like try to tell you too much or tell you too little. Like it, it, I don't know. If anybody's into like sci-fi, like I was talking to Josh, I I felt like it was a good mix of like uh, you know a little bit of Interstellar, some of this movie called Arrival, and then uh, what what was that other one? It was like uh, Life, Life. Life, yeah. Yeah, with Amy Adams in it. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was a, a pretty cool mix of like all those three of those movies, which are really good movies. But. No Independence Day? <laughs> no. no, none of that. Damn. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 you know, I think, I think Kyle and I are in agreement on this, but like, I, I think it's the yeah. game I've played this year. I was about to mention like, hands that. Hands yeah. down. Like, I, easily. I really? There's a better oh, game easily. Yeah. I mean,. It, not that it's been a great year, but like it's, yeah, it's no. super good. I mean, mm-hmm. I would have put it in months. my top five last year. Not that last year was a great year for me. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cyberpunk, baby. But no, it's one of those, you know, like we started off and next thing I know, I'm playing it after work, you know, and you guys are on Destiny. I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'm going to play this game some more, you know? Yeah. 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 That's true. That's the first game that's got like its hooks in me in a way that, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. You, a good video game does in yeah. a long time. Um, yeah, awesome. Check it out. It is on Game Pass. It didn't cost you anything. Just came out about two oh. weeks ago. Sits fresh. Definitely um, worth the time. It's worth the yeah. time. Hell I mean, that's the, pretty game. Pretty uh, resounding review, but I mean, a review is not a review without a rating. So go ahead. You two played it. Go ahead and rate it. Uh, I'd have to go with the raging Tom Hardy. Yeah. Okay, got a rager from Kyle. Yeah, I'm, it's like a, it's like a double Tom Hardy, like a like a almost throbbing. Tom Hardy has grown out. <laughs> okay, all right, guys. <laughs> yep. Don't need to go any further there. <laughs> oh oh man. man. Well, uh, <laughs> I think that's a wrap, guys. Um, so we'll end this episode like we end every episode. Brooks, why don't you go ahead? And tell them what's in the box. <laughs> All right. Well, in the box this week is, uh, oh my goodness. Get You're going to have to give me a second, guys. Sorry, I know dead air is not good. I'm just going to read 
through this first before I hand it over to Josh. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, it's going to sound much better in his voice. It's an apology letter um, from Josh. So, Josh, <laughs> do you want to go ahead and read that um, aloud to the boxers? Uh, where did you put this apology letter, bud? Uh, it's right there in your hands. Right there in your hand. Right bud. there in my hands. Yeah, we'll see how mm-hmm. sincere of a fucking apology letter it is. Okay, wow. That apology Twisted. letter. Um, I'd like to <laughs> like for you to observe that letter and maybe share it with the rest of us. Yeah, could you just go ahead and read that to us, Josh? Yeah, my observation of the letter is <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, Dear Boxers. This is Brooks. <laughs> <laughs>